best and best way. That's why I play the game. To be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives me. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk Podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I am your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy, Jay Hill, over here in the six. What's going on? What's good? Just another day, another dollar, ready to get into it, talk about these bulls. Oh, yeah, man. Let's get into the Windy City. Hey, Junior, what's going on, man? Yo, man, excited to be here, talk about the bulls. Historic franchise, added a historic player in Alex Caruso, so I'm excited to get into it. <laughs> man, definitely am excited to get into this uh, to, to, to this Windy City talk, man, about, about about the Bulls. So we definitely had to bring in a very exciting guest on for, for, for this great episode, man. We, we brought on Garrett. Garrett, we're very happy to have you on the show, man. You want to talk a little bit about yourself and introduce yourself to the fans? Yeah, I mean... I'm- just a regular basketball YouTuber trying to talk about some NBA. Uh, I'm a Bulls fan, so this should be an interesting episode for me uh, because it's been the first time in ages since we've been exciting. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just, I don't know, I'm just ready to talk about the Bulls, I guess. Oh, man. Well, well we're we're, ha- we're very happy to have you on, Garrett, and thank you very much, man, again, for, for you know, blessing us with your time and let's get it and if you guys are uh if, if you guys are all good with that you guys are ready to get into this bulls talk sir let's do it let's do it all right garrett so the first question that we start off these uh all these offseason interviews with is the classic question as a bulls fan are you content with the way the season went down with the offseason you mean or if, like no, the, the, end of last- the, the, the end of last season how the season just ended i mean I was not content whatsoever. I mean, once they added the play-in to, like, the playoffs, I was like, oh, we're for sure making it. Because I thought for the past several years, if we just stayed healthy, we were a playoff team. And last year, we were kind of healthy for the most part. But then, like, I kind of questioned a little bit what Billy Donovan was doing, shifting rotations throughout, like, the whole season. Like, he had Garrett Temple starting for big stretches, Sadoransky starting, like Mark and then Kobe White off the bench. And then I saw both those guys get a lot of slander from our own fans. And I, I don't kind of agree with that. I think that they're both really good players. They just need the right, like, role. They need the right system, possibly. And that's kind of like what you're seeing with Mark and right now. So I was pretty disappointed, the fact that we couldn't even get, like, a top 10 uh, seed in the conference. Um, now, of course – we did make a big midseason trade. Sometimes it takes time to adjust. And then also Levine like was in COVID protocols for about two, three weeks near the end of the season. So I guess it makes sense with that, but it just kind of sucks, especially since we were in the play in like the whole time and then Washington just climbed us like right at the end. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a bit disappointing, but hopefully next season might be a little bit better. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're still gonna get into we're still gonna get into the uh, to some of that next season, man, because you got some big changes going going on over there in Chicago. But Garrett, man, over here at Clutch Talk, we don't like to waste no time, man. We like to get straight to it. So, Garrett, let me ask you the question that ele- everybody wants to know: the elephant in the room. What's the deal with Lori Marketing? What's going on? What do you guys? What do you want to see happen with Lori Marketing? Because it's a lot of drama over there. You know, over the past several years, I've always been high on Markkinen. Um, you know, I thought that he had potential to be like a possibly 20 and 10 guy. And at the start of the season, people don't realize that he was. He was averaging, I think, like just shy of 19 points and like nine rebounds. 
uh, and we weren't doing bad. Like we started the year, what, like 16 and 18. I think we were in like the sixth seed at one point. Uh, so like we weren't doing that bad. And then I feel like Billy Donovan made a move that might've worked to an extent, but not really for the sake of the team. Cause Jim Boylan did this the year before too, where he kind of killed Markinen's confidence, I think, and made him have a role where it's like, all right, you're just going to stand on the perimeter and you're just not going to do anything else. Like you're not going to get your touches. You're not going to get much rhythm. Like you're just going to stand on the perimeter and be like a catch and shoot player. Kind of like what I think you see a lot from Porzingis uh, recently where he's a lot of the time, he's like just trying to stand outside when it's like, dude, you're seven foot three, like get your, you know, booty in the paint. I'm not, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. say it. Go ahead. Go ahead if you want to. <laughs> All right. But um, my, my point is, though, like, I think that he's still a really good player. I just think that he needs to find his right role. And at this point with, you know, the additions that we made with, like, DeRozan, Lonzo, uh, you know, Caruso, as you said, the GOAT. Um, <laughs> so, so I, I mean, I don't know where Markinen really fits in on this team. Like, maybe he'll be – a bench player, but it's like he was kind of on the bench last season and he might not have the ball in his hands the most because remember we still have Kobe White once he comes back from surgery. Uh, so at this point, it's like it sucks, but I just kind of want marketing to go to the team that like gives him the best opportunity and hopefully we can get something back in return, maybe like some front court players because we're kind of lacking there. And then hopefully he goes off too because uh, I think that he still has a lot of talent in him. Yeah, me too. I, I definitely think Laurie Marketing could could really still do a huge in, in, impact in the league. So here, let me let, let me uh, let me talk to my guys here, Junior Jay Hill. Uh, you know, uh, Garrett Garrett brings up the uh, the problem of Laurie Marketing. He doesn't really fit with with the, with this current roster that the Bulls are. They seem they seem to be going towards. So, uh, guys, what what do you guys? You know, Junior, if you want to lead off, and then Jay Hill, what do you guys? What do you guys? think uh the bulls should do with lawyer marketing you think they should be you know letting him walk or is he's asking for too much or bringing him back it, it's all about i think if to see if the dollars line up you know to see it's it, ultimately every player who's in the nba is a good player it, what what becomes more important is actual value like how much value you bring into the team for how much we're paying you uh i personally think that Though he, you could say he doesn't fit. On the other side, you could say he also, ha- he, if he's on the roster, he brings more diversity, a different, you know, kind of facet to the game. Because I'm thinking, if you had a starting five with Vucevic, Markin and DeRozan, Levine and Ball, like that's a good, that's a good lineup. But also, you could put Patrick Williams in there; he'd be solid as well. Uh, but personally, it, I mean, I don't have as much Bulls experience as Garrett, obviously. But I'm thinking. I'd want to, as a Bulls fan, I'd want to keep Laurie Marketing just for what he can do, what he can give. You know, it's not consistently that he's given that to you every time. It's similar to the Porzingis situation that we talked about. His trade value might not be as high, so you might be getting pennies on the dollars. At that point, it's almost worth to just keep him for the days that he does, you know, have his typical, tw- not his typical, but his expected 20 and 10 game, you know, then you you you, you really cashed out on that and it worked out, so... It's it's the type of thing that it's a little finicky can go either way, but personally, I'd keep Laurie Marketing. Okay, Jay Hill, how you feeling about Laurie Marketing? I think uh, it might be the best situation for the Bulls right now in terms of just the money that he can attract on the free agency market. Just simply off the fact that his injury history is uh, is just like uh, both Junior have said. I mean, he's 
he's been injured for most of his career and and recently. So, I mean, they can get him at a cheaper value. And just like Junior said, uh, he's more valuable to the Bulls than than any other team. So uh, I, I say they have to hold on to him for now and just see play out that young core that they got. And obviously with their recent additions, um, it will be just determining whether they want to play young uh, with Patrick Williams or have, you know, Laurie Markinen at that four position. But I think if you can keep him, especially for that a cheap price, I mean, I think the Bulls definitely have to think about doing it. Yeah, man. I, it's I, all I, about the price. Yeah, man. It's, it's all, all, all about the money, man. And I, I definitely would have to uh, side, side with you guys on that, man. I think that, you know, like, like how Jenner said, it's – you're not going to get enough for, you're not going to get a player that can produce what marketing can produce uh, uh, when he is hidden for when you look for a trade. And to be real with you, we didn't get to see much of Lori marketing and Vucevic minutes together uh, uh, this last season. So if we, if we were to give him an entire season together, I mean, let's think about it, guys. Those, those are two unicorns. Those are two unicorns. And if that could be your four and five, you know, and, and if the Bulls could figure out a way to, 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 to really figure that out, man, like that, that, that'll be a di- very difficult lineup to play against. But uh, Garrett, I want to, I want to ask you this question. You know, Jay Hill talked, talked about uh, maybe go- looking the other way and looking to be- go a little younger with Patrick Williams. So, you know, if, if the Bulls came up to you and said, Garrett, like, we don't know, you know, we're, we're, we're at a four, we at a fork in the road. We don't know what to do. Do we go with this Vooch and marketing or do we go with Vooch and Patrick Williams? Cause you know, Patrick Williams, younger and has you know a lot of upside a different a different set a different player than than marketing but tremendous upside as well i think and, and listen i i think marketing is still like pro he might even be better than patrick williams right now but i think i would definitely go with patrick williams and vucevic for the simple fact that if you don't and then you have marketing and vucevic in the front court and then the rosen and levine like those guys I mean, they're not horrible defensively, but they're not really great either. Um, and then, you know, it puts a lot of pressure on, like, Lonzo to carry the whole defense in the starting unit. And it's it's just impossible to ask for a point guard to do that. You know, usually your rim protector, like you see with Rudy Gobert or, like, Miles Turner or something like that, those guys are capable of doing it because rim protection, I think, is the most important aspect on defense. Uh, so if you have Markinen and Vucevic down there, like – yeah, we might score like 40 points a game, but we might give up like 60. So it's like, is it really worth it? Um, and I, I feel like Patrick Williams this year, he played really good off the ball too. Like he wasn't a bad catch and shoot three-point shooter. So if like Levine was driving downhill, now you'll have DeRozan doing that as well. I think Lonzo Ball will be a perfect fit for him. Uh, and even like Caruso could actually bring some spice to that as well. Uh, but yeah, I think... Markinen, the one thing, because I didn't really say like there is a way that we could maybe keep him, but I think the best way that we could keep him on the team is if we filled the backup unit with a bunch of three and D players. Like you saw, like the Lakers were signing a bunch of guys for cheap. The only reason, the only thing is, like I don't know how many people are going to be available for that right now because it's like free agency. It's like all the good prizes are kind of almost gone. It's like yeah. what's left. Like Markinen's like the, probably the best player left on the board. Um, so, but if we were to get a bunch of three and D players that maybe are just like role players or something like that, then I think Markinen could fill in as that 
six-man scorer uh, to start the year because Kobe White's going to miss some time. I just don't know about keeping him long-term, though, because, yeah, Kobe White and Markinen, they're both great scorers off the bench for us then, but then neither of them are great defensively either. And then if you have, you know, a bunch of misfits on the bench as well, I just don't know how that's really going to work. Um, but, yeah, that's – that's It's a great coach. Like all I have to that's what that. you need a great coach for. Man, exactly. Garrett, Garrett might have might have just uh, got himself a spot on the coaching the coaching <laughs> roster over there in Chicago with this these solutions, man. But uh, Junior and Jay Hill, how, how about you guys? You know, if if you guys were faced with the with the choice of you know going with the the two the unicorn lineup of Vucevic and Markkinen, or or going with the younger lineup of, of Williams and uh, Vucevic, Jay Hill, how about you? Definitely going with Patrick Williams. Uh, just just because of that that just that diversity between you know Vucevic and Patrick Williams games. I mean, we know both Vucevic and uh, Mark, Laurie Markin are known for the outside shooting, but whereas Patrick Williams, like you said, he has a mid-range game, he's developing his three-point shot as well, and he can get to the rim. So just having that kind of that yin and yang, that different attack. And then defensively, we haven't seen, you know, that progress that we wanted to see from marketing last year as well. So you don't really want to have two defensive liabilities. I know a lot of teams look to attack uh, Vucevic on the switch as well. So uh, if you could, you know, avoid having both of them on the floor at the same time, you definitely want to do that. So you want to be ultimately interchanging those, those shifts between them. So, yeah, definitely got to go with Patrick Williams. Um, you know, just to switch things up and have that that versatility. In the, in the yeah, I mean, that both Jay Hill and Garrett said it. I mean, I do think Markin is a better player on offense, but then he has more of a liability on defense. So, you know, you're going to get more on offense, but give up a lot on defense. But when you look at it like a net, you know, maybe it is best. When you look at the, the players around them, you know, and that lack of defense from other players – that maybe you do need to have a stronger rim protector. Like Garrett said, rim protection is huge um, on, on defense. So it is, it's definitely going to be good to have that rather than marketing just kind of getting blown by. So you look at both sides, not just offense, maybe Patrick Williams is, is a better option. Yeah, m- most definitely. And, you know, it, it could be, it, it could be much like that. Uh, I mean, before we, the breaking news just hit earlier that Dennis Schroeder signed with the Celtics, it could be, but it could be much like uh, that situation with the Lakers where, you know, if Dennis Schroeder would have just came off the bench and would have just understood like, okay, I can have my unit. This can be the this, this second unit. That can be the same thing with Laurie marketing. If Laurie marketing can, you know, allow Patrick Williams to start and he can come off the bench and then, you know, it could be Lloyd Market and Kobe White. That could be their that that could be their second unit, man. But um, but okay. So so Garrett, l- let me l- let me ask you, man. So it's day nine into free agency, right? Most like how you said, most big moves really already happen. You guys have one of the, like the top stars really left in in free in free agency. So you know, a lot of people have been saying the Bulls. A lot of people have been saying the Lakers. I'm I mean I'm sure the I'm sure too. you think um yeah the Heat too. A lot yeah, of people have been saying the Heat. I'm sure you think Bulls, but for someone who doesn't think Bulls, or for someone who doesn't think the Bulls have had the best uh, uh, free agency so far, what would you say to them? I mean, well, well like you said, there's there's obviously some other candidates like Miami, L.A. Um, that have had some pretty big roster changes. But I just feel like the Bulls, 
is like the biggest it's gonna make the biggest difference in the standings like when it's all said and yeah, done. because that's true. i mean like you look at the lakers like yeah they were the seven seed last year of course they were hurt so maybe if they were healthy they finished top two top three and then adding westbrook uh and also also a lot of the guys for cheap like mellow and bringing dwight back and stuff I don't know how motivated in the regular season they're going to be toward like, you know, going for that number one seed. Uh, and in the playoffs, like that's just so it's just like so much that it's going to be hard to see, like, will it work or will it not? You know, so that to me, like, and also the fact where it's like they were already considered like one of the championship favorites uh, before trading for Westbrook. And now some people think, you know, maybe it lowers them. Some people think it hires them. Uh, you know, a team like Miami, Lowry's great, but also losing a guy like Dragic, you know, obviously that's going to hurt them, uh, especially since he has like chemistry and he's more familiar with the system. It's going to take Lowry some time. But like when it comes to the Bulls, like we're in a situation where it's like we kind of have nothing to lose. And we're already, we like last season, we were the 11th seed. And now we bring in a guy like DeRozan. He has veteran leadership. We bring in a guy like Alonzo Ball, and he's pretty much the perfect prototype point guard you could ask for in today's game because he plays like a true point guard he can defend the perimeter he can shoot the three like there's not really much else that you would need from him obviously Patrick Williams I think he's going to take a huge step next year not like a you know star all-star level player or something but I think like I believe he averaged like nine and a half points this past year I think he'll average like 13 to 14 uh this coming season and obviously he'll still be one of the best defenders. Maybe he might squeak into an all defensive team. Um, and then like, just looking at our bench, obviously adding Caruso, that's an NBA champion right there. Um, and yeah, I, I just think that on a full season two of Vucevic and Levine is going to be nice. I feel like a lot of people are forgetting that they're looking at, you know, DeRozan's here now and Lonzo balls here, but it's like last season, I think of, when we added Vucevic, kind of like how when the Pelicans added DeMarcus Cousins midseason. And that first year, it didn't really work too well. The next year, obviously, DeMarcus got hurt, but they were like top five, top six for most of the season when he was healthy. So I think that we'll see something like that as well. So in the grand scheme of things, like we're probably projected, what, like a top five, top six seed by most people. And I mean, we were not even in the play-in last year. So I feel like we're going to have the biggest jump in terms of all these other teams. And that's why I think that we had the best offseason. Man, I mean, realistically, I, I, I even have it here on my notes. I have it that you guys were the most improved team over the, over the offseason. You know, uh, like how you said, there are some other notable teams like the Lakers and Heat. But when you look at, 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 uh, at roster, at, at like the team that was out of the playoffs and now – we 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 mostly believe you know they're projected to be high in the playoffs, man. So like I I, I definitely gotta agree with you on that, Garrett. Uh, let, let me let me ask you this, Garrett. So you know you you bring up you know the goat and Alex Caruso. You bring up uh, Lonzo Ball and you bring up Demar Derozan. You bring up you know some of the free agent signings. You know which which to you, Garrett, has been your your personal favorite. You've been like yes, you know, I think he's gonna do huge on this team. Well, I will say that the Derozan one was a pleasant surprise. Because um, I, I was talking a lot, like, with my dad, like, throughout free agency, and they kept showing, like, on game time, the top free agents available, and it's like, everyone kind of thought, like, Kawhi was going to return, Chris Paul would return, the Lowry rumors had already started in Miami, and I was thinking, like, I, I was telling him, I'm like, the most interesting one is, I wonder where DeRozan's going to go, because you heard, like, Miami, you heard LA, 
And then the Bulls just out of nowhere just come in and take him. And I'm like, all right, uh, like I'll take it. Um, but I feel like the Lonzo one is going to have the biggest impact because a lot last season, I didn't like the idea of Kobe White coming off the bench just like marketing, but in in a way it kind of made sense um, considering like, you know, he's not a true point guard. He's more like a shooting guard. And I could see him being the perfect sixth man for us, like behind Zach Levine when he comes back from surgery. So it, and it kind of like took a toll, I think on how he played last season, because he actually played better when he started. However, like it was more just like playing as a, like a combo guard. Like I will say like more towards like Steph Curry type tendencies, not saying like Kobe White was out there like Steph Curry or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But like in the center, it's like, he's more like a scoring guard than a facilitating guard. Um, and I think that's kind of what we need, especially now it's like you add DeRozan, you have boost pitch, you have Levine. That's like three 20 point per game scorers from last year. So it's like, we don't need too much more scoring in the lineup and Lonzo will still give you like, 10 12 a game maybe more uh but he'll also be like one of the best facilitators in the league as well and his perimeter defense is necessary because kobe white like wasn't terrible but like he wasn't like locking anyone down he wasn't doing like a stellar job by any means thomas sadaransky i I don't even want to get on sadaransky i i i I just don't like sadaransky i'm glad he's gone So you, you you were in Phil and Thomas Adaransky? <laughs> I was not. I, him or Denzel Valentine. And I hope we don't bring him back either. Man. So, yeah, Garrett, so let me ask. Let me. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jay Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Garrett, so you, you talked a lot about uh, about the Bulls, you know, offense. And, and they obviously added a lot of offensive weapons. Um, well, I should say, or I should say, they have a lot of op- offensive weapons at their disposal now adding DeMar DeRozan, obviously, and Lonzo Ball, who hasn't been known as a, as a scorer in the past, but I think he's really coming to his, into his own, as we saw last year, with all his percentages rising over there in uh, New Orleans. But my question to you is, out of their whole starting five, or the projected starting five, with obviously their backcourt being, uh, you know, DeRozan, Levine, and Lonzo Ball, and then the frontcourt projected to be Patrick Williams, and Vucevic out of those five I only really see two quote-unquote like lockdown potential defenders with Lonzo and Patrick Williams and with DeRozan uh, being kind of inconsistent and then you look at a guy like Zach Levine who has all the tools in my opinion to be you know one of the top defenders in the league but we haven't seen his IQ and his athleticism really match up on the defensive end so is that a concern to you just defensively from that top five? And also to talk about Vucevic as well, um, I mentioned earlier, a lot of teams look to attack him on uh, on the defensive end, on switches and everything like that. So is that the, their def- defense going to be a concern to you next year? or And how do you think they should address that moving forward with only maybe two defenders at their disposal? Well, I, th- I think it's definitely something to be concerned about right now. Um, Believe it or not, I think we were one of the – we were a better defensive team last year than an offensive team, which doesn't really – like, on, thinking on paper, it doesn't really make sense. But, um, I mean, that was the case. Of course, we lost some other great defenders. Like, I think Thaddeus Young is going to hurt us a lot, like him being gone. Uh, but, I mean, I think Levine and DeRozan 
like I said, they're not locking down anyone. They're not great defenders, but I think they're a little bit underrated defenders. Um, obviously, they have size, and I think that they have better lateral quickness than some people give them credit for. But the big thing here is, like, how good is Vucevic going to be on the defensive end? Because, and that's why I was hoping, like, maybe we'd sign a guy like Nerlens Noel to be on the bench. We signed Tony Bradley, who I think he's not bad defensively, but, like, how much time is he going to get? Like, he probably won't get, like, maybe about, like, 10 minutes a game max. So, I don't know. I think we need a lot from Vucevic this year. It needs to be, like, a transformation season on the defensive end from him. If not, then you're probably going to see, like, a lot of, like, you know, Yusuf Nurkic visions and, like, Portland defense and all those collapses there. So, I don't, I don't know. That That's my biggest concern there. Um, and that's why I was saying if we were to do a signing trade for Markkanen, we need to get like some front court players, preferably, you know, like you said, good rim protection. So like, that's probably the only thing. Well, not the only thing we could still, I'll take anything, but probably like the biggest thing that uh, we need to target going forward in the next season. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah, Garrett, I definitely agree with a lot of those points. Um, and especially I agree with, you know, Vucevic has to step up defensively, especially at that five um, and being stopped, like stop being such a liability. But another thing that I like with, with their additions is adding DeMar DeRozan. I think that's going to take a, and Lonzo Ball offensively is going to take a lot of pressure off Zach Levine on the offensive end. So a lot of the energy that he might have been conserving last year, uh, defensively, he might be able to output more. So I think those additions are, are going to be great in terms of that effort on the defensive end. So maybe Junior, if you want to add some more um, to these thoughts about the defensively and how they'll, they'll fare up. I think when you look at the Bulls defensively, there's a couple of things. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, marketing is going to be a little bit of a liability. DeRozan, obviously he's past his prime. I don't think he's going to be too much help on defense. Levine's got the physical gifts to be a good defender. Now he's, I think he, there's, he's not a bad defender, but I do think there's a little bit more for him to go there. Lonzo's a great defender. I do, I genuinely think that Lonzo's a pretty good defender. He's going to help the Bulls defensively a lot. Patrick Williams, fantastic, fantastic rim protector. Uh, it's going to help him a lot. And then obviously Vucevic is a little bit of a liability, but he's giving you so much on offense that you can kind of look the other way. You know, I think it's a little flat-footed sometimes, but still solid enough to be, uh, still solid enough to be, you know, I guess not horrible. I mean, you just have, you just have to look at what's the, the player's total output, right? So you see somebody who's like Ben Simmons still has a job. Because he's a fantastic defender, even though he can't shoot, he can't shoot. Oh, he's he's a, he's, he's a good playmaker as well. I can't take that away from him. But aside from that, unless he's attacking rim, there's not really much else going on. But he's a fantastic defender. So you you do have to look at kind of the whole picture. And I think the Bulls have a good overall team. And I got to tell you, somebody else who's a he's actually a good defender. I'm not gonna say he's defensive player of the year or anything like that. But Caruso knows how to lock lock guards up when it's time. Like he's solid at that. Jay Hill knows from experience, from personal experience, and that uh, nah, <laughs> nah, nah. But 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 Caruso, Caruso is a solid defender. He's a solid defender. And I think he's going to help the Bulls out a lot. 
um, especially when it's when it's when it's crunch time and he's out there uh, defending. You know, you know, Caruso gets it done. Jay Hill knows. Jay Hill saw Steph Curry try to save the game, but he couldn't because Caruso. I mean, thirty six. I know, hey, but it, Curry, 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 Curry's a great player, man. He's gonna get his. He's gonna get his back. But when it was time to go, I know you saw Caruso put some clamps on. I know you saw it. You can admit it. Uh, <laughs> Jay Hill has left the chat. Nah, nah I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Garrett, man. So, so let me, let, let me ask you a question, Garrett. Um, you know, with, on, like how you said, you know, you were talking about, De- you know, you heard DeMar DeRozan for a couple other teams and then boom, all of a sudden DeMar DeRozan bulls, like no one, I don't think anyone really saw that coming. I was surprised too. So I did think uh, that was so funny though. Cause he had a meeting set up with the Clippers that day. And he didn't want to hear him out. He said, I'm going to Chicago. Screw that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. So, like, re- so really, like, I don't even think he saw it coming, man. But, but Garrett, what, what, I, what I wanted to ask you is this, Garrett. You know, I've heard a lot of conspiracy theories. Uh, I've heard a lot of things on Bulls Twitter saying that DeMar DeRozan is an insurance policy for Zach Levine because this is, la- this is Zach Levine's last year under contract. Let me ask you this, Garrett. Do you think Zach Levine's re-upping that contract and coming back? Or do you think that they picked up DeMar in case Zach, you know, is gone? Because if, if Zach is gone, then the Bulls are gone. Well, obviously, I think it's going to depend how this whole project turns out. Like, it could be – if it turns out like a dumpster fire and we get bounced in the play-in or don't even make the play-in or something, then maybe Levine's like, you know what, this just isn't working and I'm going to leave. Remember a few years ago, and I know I'm pretty sure he just did this to make sure he was going to get his money, but he signed an offer sheet with uh, Sacramento in 2018, and then um, the Bulls matched it, obviously. That was like his half season after his torn ACL. Um, But, yeah, I think that – well, I think it will work out to an extent. I'm not saying we're going to win the championship or anything like that, but um, I think that maybe we can make the playoffs – we get eliminated first, second round. I mean, that's tough. Maybe Levine still does leave. I don't know really what he's thinking, but I feel like that would be a step in the right direction. They'd want to stay. Um, and as for adding DeMar DeRozan, I think that he'll compliment Levine and Lonzo nicely. I remember checking um, a stat in like early March in the season uh, this past year, and I was looking at the top 50 leading scorers and points per game this past year. And at that time, not one of them had a higher than a three-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio except DeMar DeRozan, and he had, like, a four at that time. So, like, he can play, he can play make. His playmaking has been a lot better than, um, like, I think with the Spurs, and it was in Toronto, and so is his overall efficiency. So maybe he's not pulling, like, three-pointers, like he's uh, Curry or Dame or something like that, but I think that he'll be pretty effective. And the other thing is, like, I think that there's just enough elements to the Bulls where it's like, you know, Levine, he's a three-level scorer. DeRozan, he can still throw it down whenever. He's great in the mid-range. Vucevic can do pick and pop back to basket. It's just going to be, like, a fun team to watch because there's, like, so many different elements that you could, like, have on this team. And that's what I'm most excited for. Okay. So let me ask you something, Gary. With the East, the way it's currently set up, obviously you have your juggernauts and the Nets, and 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 I don't know if you can count the Bucks as a juggernaut, but they're a good team. Sixers, obviously. Um, where do you see the Bulls finishing uh, as far as standings, just regular season standings, and then how far do you see them making into the playoffs? I mean, if I were to be realistic, 
I think that I'd probably put them at the fifth seed. Um, okay. I mean, who like would the, be fourth? Like, I don't have to go in order, but I'm assuming Nets, Bucks, and Sixers are three of those four. Who's the other one? I think, yeah, the Nets and Bucks. I personally think Miami is tougher than the Sixers because okay. I don't, especially with the Sixers, like when they signed Drummond, that was like, I saw, I saw something where it's like, where it's like now uh, both Simmons, oh, I don't know, I have my camera, uh, but both Simmons and Drummond have like tied for like the eighth worst uh, free throw percentage in like, <laughs> long, like in the second half or something like that. And I'm like, and they said something like, now they're just going to pick who they can like foul or like yeah, who they can hack or something. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know how that's going to work. Um, and they didn't really make too many additions i don't think uh i thought they had a decent draft but i don't know if that's gonna work they'll probably still still be better than the bulls but yeah like i I thought they were gonna probably trade him but i i don't know what they're gonna do um but i think fifth is good i think that we're i i honestly think we're better than the celtics right now even after the schroeder edition um the knicks they're and i mean they made some good additions too with kemba and evan fournier but I still like our chances over them. The Hawks, I mean, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, but I think part of that was also a little bit with luck. Um, and they didn't really make too many additions themselves. They got DeLon right, but I don't think he's going to, like, transform them in any crazy way. And then I wouldn't sleep on the Pacers either because they're going to be The Pacers 100%. always have a good roster. They just don't do anything, unfortunately. I feel like the Pacers low-key, and this might be a hot take, but they might have the best, like, one to five starting lineup in the NBA. Really? Because you think like Brogdon's an all-star caliber player. Karis Levert, all-star caliber. TJ Warren can give you 18, 20 a game. Sabonis was an all-star last year. And then Miles Turner is like the perfect center for today's NBA. So, and their bench isn't bad either. And they just added Rick Carlisle, who's the championship level coach. So I don't know. They kind of scare me as like an underdog team as well. Yeah, no, the East is starting to shape up a little bit more than it used to be in the last couple of years. The last couple of years used to be kind of a joke, but now you know they're 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 they have you know at least a solid you know six teams, maybe even seven that could that could. Uh, I don't know. I will not say fight all six of them can fight for a title, but they're you know they could give anybody a run in the East. So I definitely think that um, it's looking a lot better, a lot more competitive in the East. And and for the playoffs, how do you feel like where the Bulls could end up? Like, let's say maybe they get in the same run as as like the Hawks did this year. You know, they they face the Knicks, then they 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 face the the, the Sixers. Who, you know, Embiid was actually obviously playing injured. Uh, then they faced the Bucks. I mean, it took them the six. But like, how, how do you feel? How do you feel about the Bulls if they were to get in a similar situation? How do you think they'll fare in the playoffs this year? Well, being that I think they'll likely end up in the fifth seed. Um, and I think they'll either play Miami or Philly. I mean, I like our chances against either one of those teams. I think Miami might be a little tougher, but I wouldn't be surprised if we were to beat either one of them. Now I wouldn't, I probably, we probably aren't the favorites, but I think it's possible. Um, so likely maybe a first round exit in a tough series, but I think we very well could get to the second round. And then that's probably where it ends because, like, the Nets or Bucks, they probably beat us in, like, five games or something. Um, or maybe, like, six, but, like, all their wins would be blowouts. Now, like – and I'm not, like, hoping for an injury or something, but maybe if it's, like, someone does get hurt on the other team, 
Like if it's a star player, then maybe we have a chance because then it'd probably be like more even. Um, right. But I mean, I, I don't know. Like I, I don't see us really matching up too great with the Nets or Bucks. I don't think we'll get swept, but I don't I don't think we'll we'll beat either of them unless we get a lot of luck. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, and that, I think that's just that's just going to be a matter of seeing how the team meshes together throughout the year too, because. On paper, it's a great team, but we have to see how they're going to line up together because, you know, this team obviously hasn't played with each other. You have, you know, two new additions, and obviously you could even make an argument that Vucevic is relatively new to the Bulls too. I mean, he did come in the middle of last season. So um, I do think that we're going to have to see kind of how they mesh together in order to see how far maybe they can go, you know, because like I said with the Hawks, and I didn't even mean to downplay their, their, their win against the Sixers, I, I was just saying, you know, they came together and they played well together as a unit. And I think that's what was able to propel them uh, to get as far as they did. Well, I feel like the and I'm not trying to take away from the Hawks either, but I feel like most people know that Philly is like the better team. It's just that the Hawks kind of wanted it more. Yeah. Um, and as a and like some of the Sixers, you know, whether it was part coaching, like with Doc Rivers, part with the players with Ben and like Tobias Harris wasn't great. Like, Matisse Thybul wasn't that great either. So it's like, in that sense, it kind of makes sense why the Hawks moved on. It was still pretty good, but I just think like when I'm looking at them compared to the Bulls now, like, I don't know. Like you said, on paper, like the Bulls look nice, but we have to see how it all works out. Yeah. Believe me. Because I, I said, I've, I've seen ahead, sorry. Bulls seasons where uh, <laughs> we've had a good team on paper and it just hasn't worked out. So. Didn't work out. Yeah. yeah. No, it happens. It happens. Cause, no, because I was going to say, I said the same thing about the Pacers last year. We're doing our provision or our previews for the for the upcoming season before last season started. And I was saying, oh, yeah, you know, the Pacers have a great team on paper. We just got to see how they develop. Obviously, their issue was injuries more than fit, but even the fit was questionable at times. So I, I do think that it's just a matter of seeing how things play, I know, by the All-Star break. And then after the All-Star break, if they could really make that push. And that's when seeding is going to start mattering a lot because, you could you know, you could – play a, uh, if you get the fifth seed, you could end up playing, or the fifth or fourth seed, you play, you know, one or the other. But if you can push up to the third seed, now you're playing a six-seeded team. And then, you know, I think the Bulls probably would be favored. So it's just that making that final push. I think, like, the Pacers, too, like, at the start of the season, they kind of had that big uh, Oladipo thing, and, yeah. like, he kind of wanted out or whatever. And all those rumors of him maybe wanting to go to Miami, and then also their coach wasn't the greatest either like and I think I, I there were so many rumors about them hating their coach that I haven't seen in probably like five or six years um so yeah yeah man but but one thing one thing that is true man one thing that we know that is that this this Bulls they got a whole new trajectory now you know with this with all these uh free agent signings that 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 they got but uh, Gary, you know, as we as we're starting to uh, wrap up here, you know, one question that we like we like to ask our uh, our guests, you know, that come on for these for these offseason interviews, we like to we like to ask uh, Gary if you could give us, you know, one word, uh, one word or, or one phrase, you know, that that describes how how you feel, how, how you felt the way this this past season went, and then also another word, another phrase to describe how you how you feel about uh, this upcoming season that's going to come up, the 21-2022 season. I'd probably say uh, embarrassed and rejuvenated. <laughs> embarrassed and rejuvenated. I like that. <laughs> I mean, like, last year's is so disappointing. I guess you could say disappointment too, but 
And I, it's looking better right now so far. But like we said, there's been some good Bulls rosters that haven't put it together. So we'll have to see. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I, I, I like your I like your two words, man. But okay. <laughs> All right, guys. So now we have gotten here. We have reached to the end of the episode. Garrett, I want to welcome you to our closing segment. We have a closing segment here at Clutch Talk called Guess the Player. This is the this is the way Guess the Player works, Garrett. I have I have five players here listed, and I have a couple of I have a couple of their accolades. I have uh, teams they teams they were drafted to, things that they were famously known for. And you, you, Jay Hill and Junior, you guys have guesses to guess which player I'm talking about. You have two guesses. Okay, feel free to blurt them out. Uh, 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 you can say them right away, but then you don't have any more guesses, or you can wait until I'm done giving off all my hints. You got the rules? Okay, so I think so. So, like, you're going to keep giving clues, but, like, if I guess wrong, I'm done. Like, let, let uh, me, let, two guesses. Let me let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Like, like, if we were – if we did this, right, let's say just because, you know, we're in, we're in this Bulls episode – let's say we were doing, you know, let's say the player was Jordan. I'd be like, uh, uh, he's, uh, he's went to the final six times and didn't and won all six. Uh, he, I would just list a bunch of his accomplishments. And if, if I'm, let's say I list the first one and you're like, I know that's Michael Jordan. You say Michael Jordan right away. If you get it right, you get it right. If you don't, that's, you only have one more guess. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. 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 Well, Garrett. And I got, I got some more today too, John, so you could participate. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so last time, last time, so John is the one who always hosts it, but last time I had some, so he could participate in it and it was a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm going to give you guys some at the end too. So I have John participate. Sweet. Sounds sweet. good. All right, Garrett. So welcome into our closing segment called guest to player. Here is our first player guys. He is a two time NBA MVP. He is a one-time steals leader. I'm going to go with uh, – oh, okay. Yeah. What was that? Steph Curry. Devin Curry. Yes, that is. <laughs> Come on, I was going to guess Curry right away, but then I'm like, it could be like Nash or something like that. I don't know. Okay, okay. All right. I like that. Hey, hey but you were quick, you were quick, Garrett. I like that. I like that. All right. All right, next player, next player. He is a two-time All-Star. He is a four-time champion. He's a gold medal winner. Oh, Monty Ginobili. Yes, sir. Yes, let's go. That was impressive. That was very, very impressive. I I know Ginobili. He's he's my third favorite player of all time. So I had that. That was very impressive. As I was writing this one out, I was like, they might not get this one. So I have to, at the end, I wrote, he made the Eurostep famous in the NBA. But uh, yeah, good thing I guess so then, because that that might have gave it away. Okay, all right. Next player, next player here. He is a 11-time All-Star. He's only a one-time All-Star game MVP. He is a four-time NBA First team. He is a seven-time All NBA All NBA Defense first team. He has zero rings. Russell Westbrook. Nope. I was gonna say I, I was gonna guess until you said defense, and I was like, I'm not sure, but you said zero rings, so I say let's give it a shot. 
He is a two-time gold medalist. I'm going to... This, this might be wrong, but I'm going to guess John Stockton. No, not John Stockton. Carmelo okay. Anthony. No, not Carmelo Anthony. All right, I'm out already. All right, here, here you guys go. You, you, oh, I got fuck, this more clues. I got another one, and then I'm going right. to go back in the beginning of the clues, okay? Okay. He is a – he won rookie of the year, his year. I'm going to go back to the beginning again. He yeah, is okay. a 11-time All-Star. He is a one-time All-Star Game MVP. Oh, uh, wait, Chris Paul. Yes, sir. Okay. Damn, ah, get, hey, you're yeah. got NBA knowledge. <laughs> I, I was thinking. Yeah. I was done. What, what I was, was your done. last clue that you just gave? I think that might have gave it away. Rookie of the year. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was thinking like point guards all time, and I'm like, dude, Chris Paul won it, so I had to guess him. Uh, hey, I said zero rings, guys. Thought you guys would get that one. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a lot of players. Right. I was gonna say, throw me off. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. Next player, guys. He is a five-time champion. He is a three-time Finals MVP. Kobe, Ooh, Tim Duncan. No, no. Oh, we already did. Okay. He is a three-time NBA MVP. LeBron, no, 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 no. no. Oh, uh, Magic Johnson. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh. Garrett is wiping Ooh. the floor clean he right is. now. <laughs> wow, this is impressive, Garrett. All right, all right. Here we go, guys. Here we go. Last player I have here. He is a one-time champion. He is a five-time All-Star. He's a three-time All-NBA First Team. He's a one-time All-Star Game MVP. He's a one-time Defensive Player of the Year. He's a one-time Most Improved Player of the Year. He is a two-time NBA MVP. Be honest. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just yes, I blanked on that one. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I, Come I, on. I keep thinking of like players from the 90s or 80s or something. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Let's get into five? yours, Junior. All right. Let's do this. We'll pull them up here. Okay. I'm going to start with an easy one here. Two-time NBA champion. Two-time Finals MVP. Kevin Durant. No. One-time MVP. 12-time All-Star. Two-time rebounding leader. Oh, no. Oh, uh, let me guess. Did he play 12 years? I'm going to guess Willis Reed. No. Good guess, though. Okay. Three times block leader. The Queen Melange one. That's no, it. It oh. is. It was. You want to pull it back to you? <laughs> nah. Nah, nah, nah. That's it. Hakeem. Oh. Hakeem the dream. Hakeem the dream. All right. All right. I got you. Now it's going to get a little tough here. That's 3-3, right? three, three, Garrett. That's 3-3 three, three if you keep this score. It's going to get a little tough now. All right. Let's see. We're going to separate the men from the boys on this one, okay? 
Not like you guys are not going to know him. He's definitely famous, but think. All right. Two-time NBA champion. Okay. He was all-rookie first team. Didn't win rookie of the year, but he was all-rookie first team. He won sixth man of the year. Okay. He was on the nightmare team. Okay. Let me see. I thought you guys would have gotten it right now. It's going to know. Oh, um, wait. Oh. No, I don't know if he was on that team. All right, keep, keep going. Keep going. Okay. So he uh, – man, I'm going to save this one for the end because this one's a little bit too uh, – not too obvious. I'll give it away right now. He actually played for both Los Angeles teams. Chauncey Billups. Oh, never mind. No. Oh. Uh, Lamar Odom. That's Lamar Odom. Oh, man. Jay Hill's working today. That's big. That's big, Jay. That's big. That Dude, when you, when you said you said six man of the year and you said two time champ, I was thinking yeah. of uh, I was thinking of Leandro Barbosa for some reason. That's but I'm a- like, I don't think he won like the second one with the Warriors or anything. I think yeah. he won one with them. All right. Let's get into this one now. All right. So he's a one-time steals leader, seven-time All-Star, one-time All-Star game MVP, six-time NBA champion. Scotty Pippen. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I had to throw a Bulls <laughs> one in there. I, was I, I thought it was when you said seven-time All-Star. I had to yeah. wait. Yeah, no, no, he was ready. I had to throw a bull, Bulls one in there. All right, let's get it. So I got two more here, okay? Right, so we got four-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA first team, okay? He has zero rings. He, put, he made his NBA all-rookie first team, did not win rookie of the year. He's known for a move, okay? Starting to run out of tips here. Can we, can, can we know if the move is on offense or defense? Yes, it's on offense. Luca. No. Uh, can, you run, can you run it back? All right. I'll run it back, and then I'm going to give you another, uh, like, a, like another, another, another clue, okay? Okay. So I'm going to go from the top. Four-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA first team, made the All-Rookie first team, zero rings, known for a move that is on offense. I'm going to guess. I don't know if he made All-NBA first team twice, though. Tim Hardaway? No. Uh, Tim Hardaway Sr.? No. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. <laughs> oh wait, wait! It, this move. Oh, I thought you, I thought you were talking about Junior. Sorry, I don't. No, I'm sorry, you're no. right. No, 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 no. Stupid of me. No, not Tim Hardaway. But he does have a. Oh, Penny move. Hardaway. Penny Hardaway. That's it. Oh. Dude, guys, I was out there like not Tim Hardaway. Uh, yeah, I was thinking of the killer crossover though. Yes, he, like, invented that's the... it. That's it. Was, <laughs> my, my next, my next tip was going to be like someone else was also famous for this move. 
but but he is famous for the for the move man and penny did like man. the spin thing i i, yeah, I, penny I did forgot that about that because no one's really done it since Honestly, yeah. guys, right. what was I thinking? I said Tim. I I, I said Tim Hardaway <laughs> Senior. Like <laughs> Garrett already yeah. said Tim Hardaway. What what did I think? He was talking Tim about Hardaway. the junior. <laughs> Tim Hardaway Junior. I don't know anything. Uh, all right, all right. I got. He invented breaking threes in the in the playoffs <laughs> when it matters most. He said Tim Hardaway Senior. All right, we're gonna rock with this one now. All right, I think we're gonna get this one. So he is a. 12-time All-Star, one-time All-Star Game MVP, three-time League MVP, two-time 50-40-90 club member. LeBron. No. Oh, wait, one-time MVP, you said? He is a three-time MVP. He's also – Larry Bird. Larry Bird is the answer. Yeah. There we go. Wipe the floor on this one, man. Wow. That's it. That's my five. Man, it was well done. It was well done. That was well, well done, man. Wow. Wow, I didn't even have to I didn't even have to get into three-time champion. I didn't have to get into three-time finals MVP. Because I mean that's an exclusive club though. Like that's all it is. It is. I probably should have left it to the end. And then Malcolm Brogdon. (laughs) hey how did i need i need to look up how seth curry ended the season because i remember in the middle of the season he was like in the 50 90 100 club or something like yeah oh no no sorry uh, he was 100 on free throws through like halfway through the season i need to Tony see how he Snell, ended. Uh, unofficially was in the 50 50 100 club really he didn't attempt enough uh, free throws uh. or something that's true. Yeah. I remember he went out there though. He played for twenty eight minutes and then recorded a single, a single statistical category. <laughs> yeah. so was... Tony Sneller, former Chicago Bull, born and bred. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh man, man, definitely, man. That was that was tons, tons, tons of fun, man. But uh, but yes, guys, sir. you know this 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 you know this starts to wrap up um, you know our our Bulls episode. Garrett, man, we want we want to thank you again very very much, you know, for uh, making time to c- come on here with us, you know, talk some talk some basketball with us, and you know, just blessing us with your time, man. We just saw you have crazy crazy NBA knowledge, not only just on the Bulls, but on just so many other teams, other players. You just wiped out the floor with this guest, the player, man. So just we're we were just very appreciative of your time Gary. so thank you very much man you have any last words you want to say to the fans i mean it was fun being on here i, I thought it was pretty cool i liked obviously the game at the end and hopefully like for my sake the bulls can get back in the playoffs because i saw something it was like the bulls now have the third longest playoff drought in the nba and it doesn't seem like it but like i i, I gotta get we gotta get back in the nba playoffs you know you got to get back. This might be the year, man. This might be the year. Hopefully, I'm I'm crossing my fingers. Man, definitely, definitely. I de- I think that I think this will be the year, man. But um, but but if if all the fans, uh, all the fans, whether you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, you guys listen on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you guys are listening, if you guys wanna, if you guys wanna go ahead and give Garrett a follow, man, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and put and put Garrett's Instagram right there, right in his little, uh, I mean Garrett's Twitter right there, right in his little bubble. It is it is SMH24. Uh, so make sure you guys make sure you guys go give him a follow. And Garrett also has a YouTube channel, man. Garrett is also a, a fellow basketball lover like us, man. So he he has another basketball YouTube channel, and that's called Super Mario Hoops Twenty Four. So make sure you know that uh, that you guys go and you guys go check that out, man. Because 
because Garrett's got a popping over there, man. And Garrett, we just we just appreciate you coming on and just giving it giving us your time, man. We want to thank you very much one, one last time. Yeah, it, I mean, like like you said, and like all you guys said, it was fun. Uh, and you know, hopefully, we can you know do something again sometime soon. We definitely will. Hey, Junior and Jay Hill, you got you guys got any last words you guys want to say uh, for the Bulls fans and to Garrett here? No, I just appreciate it. I mean, appreciate you coming on, talking to us about the Bulls. It's a lot of fun, exciting team, uh, and historic franchise, obviously. So, gonna you know, getting them back to the to the playoffs is definitely going to be special. Um, so, just looking forward to the season. It's going to be exciting. Like I said, the East is starting to heat up now. It's no, it's not a cakewalk anymore. So, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, all of, all of what Junior said, uh, great guest, great episode, and, and thanks for coming on, Garrett. And I'm excited to see what the Bulls can do next. Uh, obviously, the home of the former GOAT, so let's let's see what, what Ooh, the former, former GOAT. goat. Is there I, a new I, GOAT, Jail? I, 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 I think, uh, I think it's still the same GOAT. Yeah, the GOAT, same GOAT. Same GOAT. Yeah, same GOAT, MJ, you know. So let's see okay. if they can get back to their glory days. Yeah. That'll well, have to well, be a combo for another day. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was about to say that. Well, well, maybe maybe we'll have to bring Garrett back on for the for the pod to get a, a NBA goat episode coming up again, man. Maybe we'll do that with you, Garrett, man. But thank you very much for your time and to all the Bulls fans. You know, hope that Levine re re ups after after this year, and you guys got a dynasty over there in in the Bulls, man. Because you guys could, could get that together. That's a real scary team, man. So. That's it. We out of here, y'all. Clutch talk out. Peace. Peace.